Hey everybody, Will Houck here with the Roots, Rednecks, and Radicals podcast, and I got a great interview for you today. I spoke with Wilder Woods, Bear Reinhardt of the band Need to Breathe. Um, his solo project is, is called Wilder Woods, and uh, it sounds fantastic. We're going to get to that in just a second, but before we do, I want to just give you a quick reminder to like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, whatever it may be. Also, if you're on social media, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, so give me a follow there. Next time you're on social media, search me up, Roots or Next, and Radicals. All right, let's get to the show. As I mentioned before, Wilder Woods has a new album out, and it sounds amazing. There's great soul, kind of gospel sort of sounds. There's more introspective stuff, just some great songwriting. And I had a really fun conversation uh, with Bear about this project and all that kind of stuff. So here you go. I hope you enjoy. All right. Well, first off, um, we're recording this on a day that your new album is out in the world. So congratulations on that. And uh, I'd love if you could just talk about. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, if you could talk just a little bit about the, the recording of the album. Um, How did you record it? Did you get in the studio together with the other musicians? Was it kind of distanced? Uh, what, what was that process like recording it? Yeah, so this, this one's definitely a band uh, record. I think most of the songs, you know, I demo at home or with the writers I'm writing it with, and we kind of like, me and the producer would kind of get them together, you know, get them along the way, like at least letting the band know what the kind of song it is, what the groove might be, that kind of thing. And then just had an incredible band. Um, we, we went to this place called Layman Drug Company in Nashville. It's very like, sort of like an old Sound City sort of studio, real um, old school in that way, and, and, um, and just did you know, drums, bass, and guitar stuff, and really left there with what the record was sounding like, to be honest. Um, sang some live vocals while we were doing the taping. I mean, it was, it was pretty raw like that. And and the band I got together for it, just incredible. I've always wanted to play with some of these guys, so um, just made it easy on me. That's fantastic. And um, the, the album was written while you were at home during COVID, and um, I, I was kind of interested on uh, what sort of things were you looking at for inspiration during that time when you were writing these songs? Yeah, it's probably, you know, the craziest time. Of, I mean, I've been in a band for 20 years, so I've never been home that long, obviously. And, and um, you know, trying to reinvent how I did that. I mean, I found out that I, I like riding early in the morning a lot better than I thought I would. Um, I would get out there kind of like 7 a.m. and start. And honestly, it was more of a, a process of kind of, um, you know, clearing the mind a little bit, like getting in that space where I'm like an eight-year-old, you know, just... Um, trying to let the things take me where they take me. And, and it was nice because at the time we didn't have a record date when it needed to come out and have any other things I was writing for, you know, intentionally. So a lot of the days I would write, um, you know, just by whatever I was kind of vibing from, maybe something I heard the night before a movie I'm watching, something like that. And, um, it would go from there. And, you know, I, I probably will always write like that from here on out. Um, I felt like it gave me some space, um, you know, just to kind of explore, you know, things, vibes, lyrics, and stuff like that on my own. Um, and, you know, a lot of the songs, I would say, weren't really totally finished when, when we started, the, you know, thinking about the record. But I think that allowed it to be a little freer, um, you know, a little a little more, I don't know, just everybody says it a different way, you know, whether it's like, you know, I've heard Michael Jackson say, like, God in the Room, or, you know, Zach White uses that too. It's like there, there's some some element of, of being open, I think, while you're, while you're in the process. So for me, that's the key, just trying to figure out a quiet space and 
you know, I get all hippie with it and light a candle and, and, um, see what happens. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, it, it, it was funny days where I was, you know, I'm like, I'm going to write a dumb country song today just for fun. <laughs> and I had no agenda with it at all. At the end of the day, I'm like laughing at how ridiculous it is. And then, you know, then start the next day and do something really serious, you know? So I think it's just a fun way for me, um, to feel like I was out of sort of a record cycle and more writing for myself. Yeah, I love that. That's great. So uh, you're also in the band uh, Need to Breathe, and I'm kind of interested in um, why you chose to do this this, this solo project and, and kind of what differentiates um, you know uh, the, the the songs for this one versus uh, the songs for the other band. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, early on, I don't know, probably seven eight years into the band, I was like, man, it would be fun to do a side project at some point. I, I didn't know what it would end up looking like. It took me a lot longer to get to it than that. Um, but really just, yeah, I started recording or writing some songs that the band actually did track um, that the fans just weren't vibing with at all, you know? <laughs> and and also I was trying to squeeze in like these like, you know, neo soul songs into really an Americana rock band. Um, and so it was like, this doesn't, this is not a job I need to get with players that make this make sense. And also just like made me want to explore it more. Like, I wonder what happened if I took the time. Um, moved to Nashville about five years ago um partly for convenience but mostly just because the the players obviously and writers in town are it's just are it's out of control with so many guys and 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 i I just thought man that would be fun to be around all that and so poured into that and once i had done that for maybe a year or so i was like this has got to happen i gotta make some i'm writing songs that you know our band would probably never track and um i think i just fell in love with it and then to me after the first record that i made um i went back to the band with a with a whole new level of energy and appreciation for music and you know just like it just gave me a break from it that was really needed and and it's been awesome that the band is kind of um really just like they're into it now because of that you know i, I went through this whole process like the first record brought all these guys like an engineer that we liked or this guitar player or whatever i would bring along back into the band fold too um so really it's just me i mean it's me playing with house money to be honest with you <laughs> it, uh, if I'm really honest, like when I was 20, you know, you have this, you have the one thing, it's like the only way you can make it. And you're really telling everybody and you're, you kind of quit the rest of your life, except for this. It's, it's a different sort of pressure. I feel like, whereas, you know, what I've felt like during this is like, man, I could take it any direction. I want to take it. You know, I'm not saying I'm on that level, but I think like I'm approaching these records. Like I'm back, you know, like I can do whatever I want to on the next album. And, and that's a really, really fun so I'm, i've gotten into it i don't think i'll i'll ever stop that's great yeah that's a good place for an artist to be where you feel uh, an openness and uh, you can explore things for sure no doubt yeah so um how does how does uh, speaking of the other band how, do, how does the songwriting usually work with that i mean do you do a lot of the the writing for that and bring it to them or is it more collaborative or how does that process usually work yeah yeah i i do i think i think the difference is i think um you know they they really judge whether I, I send them songs all the time, you know, and it's like, I wait for at least two of the guys to be like, I love this, you know, <laughs> before it's like even really brought to the table officially, you know, and, you know, from there, then it, it they all put their sort of stamp on it in a way. Um, and, and I think, you know, it's not totally different than this, but just, you know, in, in the solo stuff, I, I'm obviously the final say there's something freeing about that and also challenging and, you know, pressurized i guess but just but i've really loved that part um you know 
it just is when you have a hunch, you can chase it all the way down. You don't have to sell anybody on it before you, you know, go down that rabbit hole. And I think that's probably the biggest difference really. Um, and, you know, I think the audience that's developing around Waterwood is a little bit different. You've got some people that are crossing over, obviously, but, but, um, it just, the target audience, you know, was, was a little bit different in the sense of like, what are the bands that I'm listening to that I love the shows that I go see, you know, um, I would say, you know, the band is, is more about moral domination, you know, which I love too. I just, you know, it's just about playing the biggest venues you can and, um, you know, making a wide audience. Whereas this, this feels a little bit more like, um, I don't know, just the peers that I'm, that I'm really listening to. I feel like this is, it's, it's meant to tour in that world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. Well, you, you mentioned before too about um, the, the these songs having kind of a soul feel to them, and um, there's this kind of R and B stacks record kind of vibe going on. And uh, I was just interested in where those influences come from. Um, did you grow up listening to music like that, or? Um... Yeah, I mean, the first thing. I mean, this is just musically with me in general. The first, the first show that changed my mind. I was in college, I was a freshman in college, I think, um, and I'd been playing. I'd had a band. I was playing music, acoustics. It was like Toad the Wet Sprocket kind of stuff there, like acoustic jammy kind of stuff. And then I saw the Black Crows and it was like, it changed a lot for me at the time. Cause it was, I grew up, that was a preacher. So we had this like Pentecostal church with all these with really diverse and great musicians. And, and it was the first time I had seen sort of the, the gospel thing and the soul thing and the rock and roll thing combined. Um, and that's what really, I think turned me on to all that. And, and really I've been chasing that kind of feeling you know, in my own way, but like, you know, since then. And I think that naturally leads to like, you're my favorite singers would be, you know, Joe Cocker and uh, Otis Redding, Ray Charles, all that kind of stuff. So then that, you know, I, I've sort of, when I started the Wilder Woods thing, it was like, I really want to make a band that ends up like that. Like I've, all these live recordings of Joe Cocker, where it's just an incredible band. But it's a big band. You know, even James Brown, that sort of like sweaty rock and roll thing with this, you know, scruffy singer, um, that's sort of the vision I have for Wilder Woods long term, you know. So I'm like, I, the band keeps getting bigger each tour we do, um, but that's that's a really the way I would I would like to um, perform, you know, in the future. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I just did an interview with uh, Matt Anderson, who has a, a new album out, and we talked about gospel and soul music. Um, he has he has a song on there that has that vibe, and um, just how like it, it it's such a cool area of, of of music for for artists to explore. And I, I think it's kind of underdone. You know, I I think there's a lot of stuff, a lot of things yeah. to mine from that. You know. Yeah, I think, and to me, it's like you know, obviously, a lot of that stuff was so era specific, in, in some ways, but the truth is like. Gospel music to me is like, you know, one of the great American things, you know? And so, and, you know, I think that's beautiful, but it's also written in a way, I feel like the songs were meant to sing um, like your life depends on it. You know what I mean? I think that's where the gospel stuff comes from. It's like, these are songs that help us survive life. And so I think that sort of sentiment inside of that ache about life, that honesty about life and how tough it is, but also, you know, what sort of hope there is within, within that to me is what really informs that. So like as much as we talk about vibes or genres or whatever, how, however you get to the stacks thing, I think that was the seed, you know what I mean? That got us there. And so still it's a, that's the feeling to me. It's like, there's a music movie like that. Um, you know, it's just, uh, we talk about in the band all the time, <laughs> you know, I feel like this, this is true with both the projects. It's just, 
you really want to make music to me that people live their life to. And what I mean by that is like big occasions, you know, it's, it's a wedding, it's a funeral, it's a child's birth. It's all, all the things that like are monumental, like what music is a soundtrack for that? Um, to me, that's, that's really, that makes me feel like it's something important. It's inspiring to people in whatever way, comforting even. And I think that's where the, I think the obsession sort of with that soul gospel thing is to me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I've been really impressed with. Uh, I don't know if you've been listening to um, the newer um, Mavis Staples um, uh, stuff, but my God, yeah, she, she's she's still killing it. You know, the the stuff she's putting out is unbelievable. Oh yeah, that that the record, yeah, the record she did with Tweety too is yeah. insane, and and actually did a uh, they call it Kayamo Cruise or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this cruise that a bunch of bands were out, but Tweety was out, and she was on it too, and they did some collaboration stuff. It was insane. Um, oh, man, so yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah, she's amazing. Well, I wanted to talk about the song uh, Maestro, Tears Don't Lie. And uh, I just think it has such a fun, cool, upbeat vibe. And I'd love to hear where that song came from. Yeah, that was me, I think, chasing sort of the live um, performance first. You know, the guitar part and and drums on it, um, sort of the groove, that Motownish thing, um, was what came first. And it really um, just kind of grew out from there. And then once I started writing the lyric, it became a little bit more about you know, um, what can I say here? That's like a heavier thought that's sort of the vitamin and a Twinkie, I guess, you know, um, it's like, for me, it was about let's, all the, all the relationships I love in, in my life the most, um, also caused me the most pain, you know, unfortunately. And I think there's a reason for that. It feels like the more vulnerable you are, the more dependent on those relationships you are, the more likely they are to let you down. And I'm certainly that guy you know, I've been touring for 20 years, so I'm in and out of, of the lives of my family a lot. And, um, that's tough for them. And so I think that's where that tears don't lie lyric comes from. Um, but really, you know, the, the inspiration to it was like, man, I need something that like, that I know that the band can play great on that feels good live. that sits in a good place for my voice. And, and um, you know, kind of easy. I took the demo of it, which is my, my janky demo version of it. And the band just called on right away. And I mean, I think we did that as one of three songs that day. So maybe one of the easier ones on the record to do. Yeah, that that's one of the songs I was listening to. I was like, oh man, I bet this kills live. This would be this sounds fun to be in yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. I'm taking out a singer on tour and, and all that. So I kinda knew that before and I was like, This is I need to I need to make sure we've got material to, that you know, just makes all these guys shine. For sure. For sure. Well, the song Patience is a little more on the introspective side. And um, yeah, I was wondering if you could talk about that song a little bit. Yeah, of course. It's, it's um, you know, and I think the hardest thing for me in that, um, you know, of sort of admitting you're wrong is is the patience it takes to do that. It's not that hard to say. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like why is it so hard when you get challenged with something, um, you know, to, to back off and just have some perspective and be calm about it. You know, I think at least for me, anyway, I'm, my nature is to react. Um, yeah, I think, I think that song, like most of us are right. is not, you know, I never try to teach and in there I'm not like trying to, I'll learn this lesson. This will be, you know, most of the time I'm trying to work through it while I'm in the song and hopefully people can relate to it. You know what I mean? And I think that's sort of the, I don't know, the Springsteen way of <laughs> trying to write lyrics, I guess. Um, so that's where that comes from to me. It's just, man, this, I, I feel like a lot of times I'm fighting the entire world and, and for no reason. Um, so yeah, I was happy the way that one came out. Yeah. 
That makes sense. Well, I think the uh, the album sounds amazing, sounds really good, and uh, I was just wondering about what you guys are going to be doing as far as uh, touring. Are going to be um, touring quite a bit behind it, heading out on the road, and um, do you have any other projects coming up this year? Yeah, we're doing a couple more weeks. Um, we're we're going to be heading out on the road for, I think it's like 25 or so shows. We're doing some festivals, of course, and, and A-Bets are having me out to open at Red Rocks, which is amazing, <laughs> so... Um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of fun stuff. And, and I think I'll probably even tour it next year. So it looks like the band is working on a record. We're in the middle of that as I'm, you know, putting this one out. And, and so that hopefully will come at the end of the year, maybe or something like that. We don't know, but, um, yeah, I, I really feel like there'll be a, even a third record before, you know, I won't wait as long between the first and second records to do that. It feels like we're starting to get some momentum and I'm, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. That's cool. Have you uh, played Red Rocks before? We have, yeah. The band's uh, headline there, um, I think, four or five times now, which okay. is, of course, it's, I, I mean, I tell me what's the best venue in the world, in my opinion. Um, yeah. So it's, but it's cool. You know, it's the same thing. It's like, it's just so cool to, to be in front of a different audience there um, will be a whole new thing and challenge and a lot of fun. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, if people want to um, find you online, buy merch, and uh, learn more about you, what, what's the best place to look for you online? Yeah, it's uh, com or anything. And the same uh, handle for all the Instagram and everything. I'm probably on Instagram most um, just because I'm old. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that, yeah, there, we're all, we've got stuff all over the place. Cool, cool. Are you on uh, TikTok at all yet? Yeah, we're on there and I'm, you know, I'm trying to figure it out, I'm trying to do it authentically, which, you know, is a tough thing, but I also see it as like, I mean, when I was coming up, you know, records were such a record sales were a thing, you know, and it's not anymore. And, and, um, I feel like, you know, that, that the metal movie, that thing you do when they get their song on the radio, finally they run around the streets, you know, that's kind of happening on TikTok now. <laughs> and, you know, I don't have as much of a problem as like an old school, you know, like, I don't know, realist take of it because the truth is most of it is coming out of actually authentic songs and people that, you know, don't have a chance with some major label or whatever. And, and, um, and it's, it literally can get across the world in a night, you know, and that's, uh, that's inspiring to me. It's, it's definitely, uh, definitely, it feels like it's just a, a world open to, to real songs and real talent again. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty new to it. I've been on there for a couple months now, and I'm, I've been kind of impressed, to be honest, about um, watching people build community there, which I think is, is super cool. Yeah, me too. I think I think for a while, you know, when it first was out, it was like, oh, you got to do a dance to your song and all that. And I was kind of out on all that. <laughs> but then, <laughs> you know, it became much more about like playing your song in certain scenarios or like, you know, even these viral things that happen where it's like a kid goes and plays it to his music teacher. You know, as much as that's like, can be faked and all that it's that's what people want to see it's the same it's the same kind of thing it's always been um do you have a song that moves people you know and so yeah it's fun to watch for me too cool all right man well i appreciate you taking the time to chat with me um and uh, congratulations on the album and i wish you the best of luck out there thank you man i appreciate it i really do Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Just a quick reminder to follow me on social media, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. If you haven't already, like and subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to this. Hit that subscribe button. Leave me a rating and tell a friend. Until next time, everybody, have a good one.
praise that for me.